Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. I'm uh, I'm here with with Max, with Edward, and with Paul. Everyone. We are we are rolling four deep this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a thing that's happening. I heard a kid say that somewhere. Uh, so you will notice some different things. Uh, I am not at my normal record spot. I am at. The bear's gone. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no bear here. Uh, I'm in uh, sunny North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Yeah. And last week I was in the mountains of North Carolina. So yeah, it's just a little a little stretch where I'm getting a little vacay. It's nice. But you know what? Work continues, which Good is why man. we're recording. Nice. Um, Edward. Edward has, has returned to us. Uh, Edward is rocking new facial hair. Uh, he's like a different guy. It's like evil universe Edward has joined us. Oh, come on. <laughs> Edward's like, I can't follow that. Uh, Paul is back. Paul, great to see you again, man. Thank you. Wonderful. Yes. I'm not Paul has, no uh, facial hair, but... You know what? This is... I bet you could. Uh, you know, no, you probably... Really? Oh. Max you know is just looking so smug right now. <laughs> Max, Max's beard has grown like three inches while we've been talking. It's just, he's like rolling it into dreadlocks. It's just oh, no. it makes me seem like I'm a lot more philosophical than I actually am because I can just sit there stroking it and no one gets on the Yeah, it's great. See, I, see, I never really. I've always thought I have a very generic face, so I always I, when I grew a beard, I was like, ah, it's like a facial accessory. You know what I mean? It's something. It's something to kind of make the rest of my face look more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, uh, <laughs> but see, Paul, you don't need that. Congratulations. No, I'm I'm beautiful enough as it is. Oh. Hey. See, see how I cue you, and I set him up, and you knock him down, man. That's, yeah. Yep. For the Charles for the pod- for the podcasters out there, you can't see, but it's glorious. Uh, so, so uh, speaking of the podcasters. Segway. Uh, here's what we've got show-wise for you today, and I got to be honest, it's it's a meaty show. It's meaty, hearty even. Uh, we're gonna start with a, a reaction to the uh, the Wolves match because that happened, and we're not all super angry. Hey, great. Uh, next, we're gonna talk a little bit about the uh, the transfer window. We're gonna round it up. We're not gonna we're not gonna completely, you know. You know, dissect every signing, but we're just going to address each one. All right, and frankly, solid window. Just saying. Um, next, we're going to do our season predictions. All right, we haven't done that yet. And yes, we've had a game. Don't care. Still do it. Okay. Uh, then we got to go on to a, a Southampton preview because that's happening this weekend. All right. Um, yeah, and I got to remember that come Friday because I'm going to have to spend money on NBC Gold. So I can oh, actually yeah. yeah, yeah, it sucks. They used to play every single Premier League game on on our cable now, and now they don't. Fall them for the corporate machine. Service. Do what? Fall them for the corporate machine. Yep, yep. Oh. Uh, I'm sure there's some dodgy links out there. Um, but we at the Toffee Blue do not endorse them at all. It's a risk, though. I don't like getting there, and then you, you the first five minutes you're getting into the game, and then all of a sudden it freezes. And yeah. then you get like 80 pop-ups and all of a sudden you've got some toolbar 
that you you know that you can never get rid of. Just saying. Um, I heard that happened to someone. Uh, so lastly, starting eleven versus Southampton. Uh, yeah. So I mean, we've got we're rolling like six. Is it six or five seconds? It's it's a lot. It's mm. yeah. Um, decent. So, gentlemen, let us begin with our wolves' reaction. Um, two two draw, not bad. Tom and I got the score right. Every once in a while that happens. Max got the result correct. We didn't do bad. You know, no, we did okay. No. Uh, so, uh, who let's let's uh, start this off because Edward's been it's been a while since Edward's been on. Edward, uh, who impressed you during this match for us? Well, I mean, I do have to say, obviously, Richarlison. Obviously, Richarlison with the brace and just played incredibly. And he was. I think the thing that goes really underrated with him is how like defensively he is. Like he tracked back a lot to help out with the defense. And I know, obviously, you'll go back and see many videos of me saying, "Get rid of Schneiderlin, get rid of Schneiderlin," because he's so bad. But he impressed me in that game. I was just so impressed with him and Keane as well. Really, my so three that I'd go with. All right. Uh, Paul, who impressed you this past Saturday? Again, I, I thought Keane did really well. I mean, the goal aside, a lot of people were using the second equaliser as a stick to beat him with. But I thought before that, he looked like the player we thought we were signing a year and a bit ago. He, looked, mm. he won a lot of headers. He talked with his fellow defenders. I know sometimes he gets accused of kind of hiding away in games and letting he's very nervy type thing was I thought he looked like a real commander I was really he got really involved him and Jagielka were doing quite well until what happened happens but even mm-hmm. after Holgate came on halfway through the game he get, he, has, he gets his defensive partner he has to go off he has to quickly work with, a, work with a new guy I don't think him and Colgate have played a lot of games together either last season so I just thought that Keane had a lot of things to deal with on his plate that game and he handled them really, really well. And it's just a shame that the second goal kind of took that away a little bit, for some people at least. Max, what do you got? Who uh, who impressed you? Well, for the names that haven't already been mentioned, I'd definitely go for Mason Holgate as well. You know, I think as as game as a whole, Marco Silva's Everton were put in as the defender and, you know, it's kind of Applies to Mason Holgate as well, being shipped into the the middle of the defence. Leighton Baines, Leighton Baines had more more touches than any other Everton player on the pitch. And for those doubting him, thinking that he's past his best, I think they're hugely mistaken. You know, we've we've analysed it ourselves. You know, we think the early part of the season, up until say when the fixture list starts getting a bit more congested, that's when Daniel come in. You guys have said a lot of the. You know, Richarlison, Holgate. I wrote down Keane. Uh, I do think Keane conceded a goal very similar to goals he's considered in the past, where a man mm. slipped in behind him, the ball went just over his head, and I, you literally see... Uh, I'm trying to remember, who is, who's the striker for them? Number nine um, from Benfica. Jimenez. Yeah, Jimenez. yeah, the Mexican striker. He, you see him throw that arm out like, hey, it's wide open right back here, and, you know... Is it Neves put it right on him? Uh, yeah, mm. I mean it's that was a little bit upsetting, but honestly, whatever. Keane got better, and I'm happy about that. And Schneiderlin, yeah. The, uh, Can yeah. I just do a quick shout out to Ruben Neves? That guy is incredible. He's good for Wolves. He's, He's good. Ju- I don't understand how he hasn't like had a top four 
team at least in a big league. Like Wolves did well to get him. I'm sort of glad he's not. You know, I'm sort yeah. of glad he's not. Let's yeah. you know, it, it, it'd be great if some more players started showing a little bit more loyalty, start building up their club uh, before mm. they go for that big money move. If, I think he's smart to kind of stay there to kind of establish himself and get himself used to it. What was that? Yeah. They've got, got big, big money. money. There's not. There's not many clubs that mm. can offer him more than what I, City, yeah. United. Mm. I, I don't think Chelsea could offer him more money. The state they're in. I guess. I guess when I say. I guess when I say big money, I guess I'm talking more Champions League. Maybe that's. Yeah. yeah maybe that's a little yeah. bit clarification. He's not like. He, he's not on a pittance. Absolutely no way. Oh. He'll be one of the highest paid players. He'll be top twenty paid players in the league. I, I think. Wow. Mm. Um, so we got to move on to disappointments. All right. Uh, who disappointed you? Let's go to uh, Paul. Who disappointed? Um, it's harsh, but Pickford. I mean, you know, he's had a really good World Cup. The, the free kick, it was moved forwards. It, it should not have been taken from the spot it was been taken. It, uh, isn't, isn't it ironic that that didn't get any mention at all while mm. everyone's debating whether it was a red card? Yeah. No pundit stuck his hand up and said, why was that free kick moved forward five, ten yards? Yep. That's further back. He saves that, no problem. But hey-ho. But, yeah, Pickford maybe could have done better with the free kick, but, you know, it's it, it's harsh to, to, to really dig him out. He's, he's going to save us so many points this season, just like he did last. So uh, I'll let Pickford off with that. But the thing with, with Jagielka that I'll mention is, I think a lot of people have missed the point with Jagielka when they're saying, oh, is it a red card? It wasn't even a foul, blah de blah de blah I think that situation doesn't happen to Jagielka five years ago. Mm-hmm. I think his yeah. leg... His legs couldn't keep up with his brain. People have feel sorry for him because they're arguing he should not have been sent off. But the fact is, he doesn't even find himself in that situation if he's the Phil Jagielka of a couple of seasons ago. That mm. happens because Phil Jagielka just doesn't have the legs anymore, right. sadly. So that's the piece on Jagielka. I think people are really missing the point, debating the red card. You should be debating the point on whether Jagielka just hasn't got the legs no more. Max, what do you got? Who Who didn't really live up to your expectations? Well, I've I've got to say, in honesty, that you know this is the first time I think I've spoke about Everton without sighing before. Actually, <laughs> I want to say it, it. I can't particularly say anyone let me down. That was Sam Allardyce's team, with the exception of Richardson. And mm. for the impact that Silver looked to have had, you know, we seemed so organised. You know, of course, the, their goal was a bit of an organisational error across the back line, and we've seen that happen so many times over the past few seasons that, you know, you expect us to concede ones like that. But I've got to be honest, Jerry, no one, with the exception of Jagielka, of course, really disappointed me. All right. That, that's, wow. Max, I don't even know who you are anymore. Uh, so, <laughs> no, it's fantastic. It's the beard. Uh, it's the, yeah, beard. Oh, the beard gives him strength. It's, <laughs> uh, Edward, anybody disappoint you? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say this one because I don't think a lot of people said it. Walcott. Mm. Walcott, mm. like actually watching him during that entire game and especially like being quite close to the pitch itself, I, I could see with him and Coleman, like don't get me wrong, as soon as he went down to 10 men, he really did put in a shift defensively. But whenever we were on the attack, whenever we were countering, he did bits in the game, but he definitely didn't do what he was doing last season. Like, you could see him and, like, Seamus being, like, switching. You'd, you'd want them to be, like, switching, like, um, overlapping each other and that. But every time Walcott holds the ball and then passes back to someone else where you can see Coleman is literally going, 
pass to me, pass to me there. You saw me, pass to me there. And yeah, I have to say, Walcott did disappoint me a fair bit compared to a lot of other people. Just the first game of the season, mate. I, I've yeah. got to be honest. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't worry entirely about it. They, they did link up, but you know, a few times. Obviously, it didn't come off as smoothly as it was at times during last season. But of course, you know, they were kind of obviously when Walcott came and he was in, you know, prime fitness, and you know, you've got to account for the pre-season, and they're only getting warmed up. So, well, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, exci- I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, and Edward. Oh, don't have optimism. <laughs> and, and Edward, uh, it just occurred to me last season when Walcott, Walcott came in, he was one of the only ones provi- providing offensive spark going forward. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. So, it was, so yeah. it's almost like now we have a more balanced attack, and we have so much expectation now out of Richarlison. It's like whoa. So now when Walcott, who hasn't really had much of a preseason at all, it's like we we expect mm. so much of him, and he's not quite up to speed. It seems. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I yeah, expect I mean, him to dazzle every time he gets the ball. I, I totally, yeah. I'm totally yeah. with you. Um, so yeah, I think it's a fair thing to say. I mean, I didn't write him down, yeah. but it's fair for you to say that. You know. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. He was good, like at points, but it's like as soon as we went down to ten minutes, like you were saying, like he does, he does possess the attacking spark and that. And yeah, all right, he has. Not have that much of a preseason, but it's like the game required him to be defensively when he could have definitely done a lot more going forward. Yeah, no, he had some opportunities but, that he didn't maximize. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It happens. Uh, who disappointed? I'm still going to say Jags, just because I feel like it's an easy answer. I'm disappointed that that touch was bad. It was a bad touch. Yeah. So that way, Paul, I, I stick to your talking point and say that touch was bad. It was not that was not a good touch. Um, he had not mm. played super poorly before that. So, but but it's just you know good and well when you're a center back, one bad touch can lead to the other team getting a valuable yeah. opportunity. Funes Mori being Exhibit A, he'll have a fantastic game and he'll have one knuckle-brained play where he just passes the ball to the other team, you know? And so, mm. so yeah, uh, that's one of the reasons why you, you can't afford those kind of mistakes. Um, yeah, and, mm. and the only reason I'm saying this player, I think he's fantastic, but I didn't notice him when he was on the field as much as I felt like I should have. I got to say Sigurdsson only because I want, to, I want him to be a bigger part of the game. And it seemed like he just yeah. was I, – I could tell he was working. He was pressing. He was doing everything mm. he could. He just wasn't as big of a part of the attack as I was expecting. I just love him. No, I, you know? yeah. he was he was a victim of circumstance, yeah. wasn't he? I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, we were we were coming down that left hand side more than anything else. And as as I said, when when we go down to the ten men, you've got to think about your shape, and it's a lot easier just to take someone out of the middle rather than so the other option was probably Richardson or, or Walcott, and then making mm-hmm. it a bit lopsided on the wings. It, you know, that's a bit of a no-go. Yeah. So, you know, there'll be more to come from him, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. And he's a player I absolutely love. I hate saying it. But it's just because I didn't notice him. That's all. It's probably an ignorant mm. football mm. statement. I just didn't notice him. That's all. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so, really quick, here's Paul's favorite question. Was it a red card for you, Max? Let's <laughs> just, and, and let's not talk about it very long. we gotta get it. We got to get out here. But red card for you, Max? Yeah, yeah Max, because... Max yes. You you always run the risk, you know. If you go in like that, you always run the risk. That's what I'll say. All right, uh, Edward, red card for you. Nope, yellow. Okay, Paul, red card for you. <laughs> nope. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
No, Ooh, not a red card. Just went it's, out. It's, it's, it's not a non-contact sport. It's it's not basketball. He's got every right to try and win the ball back, but my criticism is that shouldn't have even happened in the first place. He, he should not have put, found himself in the position he found himself in. All right. And I don't think it's a red card either, uh, just yeah. because, I don't know. It's one of those moments where I was sort of hoping we had VAR and I didn't realize it. <laughs> I was kept, I've kept on saying, "Hold on, are we going to review that." <laughs> I literally yeah. that one little doubt in my brain. I, 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 do, I just think, I just think, you know, if a referee from the angle that he was has saw someone go to ground like that, seeing his ankle flare up a little bit, to, you know, headlights will go on there. You know, there's opportunities to make headlines from an opening game, giving someone a red yeah. card. You know, it's yeah. easy. So, however, we are happy, no, with that result, not blissful. Yeah. Oh yeah, but we feel like we're progressing and that's not a bad result considering the circumstances. Can we say that? I also want to just say a little quick point on it before we finish the segment. Atmosphere in there, incredible. Absolutely incredible. You know, with the promoted side, fair play to the Wolves fans. They just never stop singing for the entire thing. And also Everton fans, whenever they were doing the Hi-O Silver one, they did Hi-O Marco Silver nice. quite a few times. So, yeah, they were singing nice. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. But no, it was an incredible atmosphere to say, and fair play to Wolves. They just, it was really good. Oh, I called my kids but in the room to see I, the, the pre-match, like, fireworks and everything. It was just nuts. Yeah, no, no one was expecting yeah, that at all. Just crazy. Uh, all right. Anything else, guys? Are we feeling like we've given this a thorough examination? Hold on. All right. So that does it for our Wolves reaction. If you like our videos, please subscribe we just hit a thousand and thank you for that that is so nice that oh my gosh so uh, yeah i can't say thank you enough so tell more your friends that's awesome uh yeah thank you that's all i'll say um so guys uh, also you can check out more edward on his youtube channel jam e james details are below uh you can check out uh paul uh, Paul, are you still on? Is it the? Are you on the Liverpool Echo? Uh, is it the fan jury? Yeah. yeah, I actually got an email in work today saying, "Where's your fan jury article? You've not wrote one." <laughs> so oh. I, I forgot. Oh. I, I got, I got, I got our Terry to come. All right. Me. Well. So yes, I should, be, I should be, if I remember. So Paul will have more work on the Liverpool Echo fan jury, and you'll see his work also on the Toffee Blues website. And lastly, Max. Max, uh, you'll see his stuff on the Toffee Blues website. He's got some analysis on there. But he's also all over the place on podcasts now, apparently. He showed up on TalkSport Good last man. week, and he was recently on another podcast. Is that right, Max? Yeah, that, I've, been, you know, I've just been digging my heels in these last few weeks and getting as much work covered as I can. I've been on the Canadian Blue podcast, which was absolutely fantastic to tell a lad's degree. And, you know, I, I did an interview with a lad from the Southampton podcast last night. You know, things are good. Good, man. All right, well, that's it. So, bye. Yeah, we got four this time. And we are here to discuss the transfer window, which slammed shut recently, which is always the way it shuts. It slams every time. Uh, I learned that over the years. So, guys, we had some incomings, and uh, we're going to focus on the incomings at this point just because, well, that's what we're most excited about, mm-hmm. right? So uh, I'll, uh, 
list these in the order, I believe it's the proper order in which we got them. And uh, just brief discussion of each, because if we talk about them as much as we want to, well, let's be honest, this is a two hour, this turns into a two hour segment. So guys, let's start with, with our new best friend, uh, Richarlison. Uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty great. Uh, he's already started seeming awesome. Uh, good guy, humble, and he's producing on the field. Uh, forward from Watford. Apparently, according to the media, we paid like $120 million for him, but uh, I believe the fee only goes up to 40 Ha! So yeah, there's that. Yeah. He's ruining the transfer window, folks. Uh, so, guys, uh, really quick, what do we think about Richarlison? Let's see here who's... Uh, uh, let's start with Paul this time. What do you got, Paul? Richarlison, I mean, when we first got linked with him, I was like, okay, like, Every manager likes to bring in his own guys. He's clearly a player who Silva has a lot of faith in. Let's let's give him a chance. I I'm, I don't care how much money we're spending on him. I don't care what the media think of how much money we're spending on him. Let's just give him a chance and judge him on his performances. And he's had, well, you know, one seeing it performance, one league game. But in every game I've seen him, whether it was pre-season or that game against at the weekend, he's looked absolutely brilliant. He was my best player when I, against Valencia in the final pre-season game. He was the best player against Rennes in that friendly we had over in France. So, so far, I'm really, really liking the look of this kid. And mm-hmm. I just hope that he goes from strength to strength. And what, what I really like is, is that he seems like he genuinely likes being here. It looks like he's settled in really quick and that he's, got, uh, he's built a rapport with the fans. And that can only make him a better player, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, Max? I'm Richardson. Yeah. Yeah, he, he just hit the ground running, and he really. It's um, it's nice to see someone emerge on the scene like he looks to have. I mean, I know it's only one game, but it, obviously you put that um, that uh, the, the screenshot of the of the the, the goal scoring table on Twitter straight away, and it just it's it it just it it gives the sense that we possibly got one of these players that can take the league by storm and if his first game's anything to go by the power that he demonstrates his ability to to control the game almost single-handedly then i'm absolutely delighted regard regardless of what i said earlier a lot <laughs> about this transfer <laughs> uh edward yeah that, that, that's uh, quite funny you mentioned that actually um no, I'm I'm very very happy with Richarlison, and when I did an instant reaction, I guess to it on my channel, I I was saying you got to outweigh like the pros and cons because this guy's already like look look at what he's done already in, the, in one game, and I hope he can do it for more than like the five games that they're all saying about. But uh, before my actual match day vlog, I put out I put this uh, little compilation together of everyone like doubting. Um, Richarlison and the signing and the money that we were paying for him. And interestingly enough, our good friend Max turns up in it as well. <laughs> yes, uh... Ooh. Hey, if you, you could vault every single one of us at one point yeah. or another. Yeah, I was very you tempted know? to. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I actually didn't hate the, uh, the signing when we got it. Um, when I found out what we had paid for him versus what other people were paying for comparable signings, uh, I actually thought it lined up. You know, mm. that's the thing. It lined up with what other people were paying for comparable signings. So, yeah, I one of the things we'd been missing. Do you remember? You guys remember? Harken back to a year where 
we would possess the ball a lot but couldn't crack into the box. We'd sit there mm. and pass the ball around, pass the ball. Yeah. Now we have these players who can unlock, yeah. and it's wonderful. They actually have oh. some tremendous like individual skill, and they can get around. They can take on defenders. I mean, this guy's second goal this past weekend was, oh, was money. Oh. It was so good. Yeah. All right. See it, I didn't think he would shot it. Um, yeah, I, he just he just looked like I I thought he was gonna try to take another dribble or two, and the fact that he passed that and it had a little curve, dude, passed it right into the corner. Zhao Virginia, or v, I think it's Virginia, all right, uh, keeper from Arsenal. We have a third string keeper now. He's like six foot three, mm-hmm. and apparently a lot of the Arsenal supporters were pretty upset that they got rid of him, but they just have a lot of young keepers already, so they could mm-hmm. afford to to lose him. I think it's a smart signing for a third-string keeper to get a mm-hmm. kid who's going to be okay with not playing as much. You know what I mean? We have a veteran for a second string who, let's be honest, didn't really impress in preseason. No. And the third-string keeper who seems like he's got a lot of talent and size. So I like the signing of Zhao Virginia, if that's how you say it. Uh, uh, so, Max, what do you think about that signing? It, it demonstrates the pull factor of Brands and Silver working together, I think. Of you know, there's not not many players. I think if you approach them and said, you know, do you want to jump ship from Arsenal to Everton, that they they bite your hand off. But he seems really eager and happy to be here, and I'm all behind it. All right, Paul. Um, I, I go back to what you said. I like the idea of having three goalkeepers, and each one's a different generation. You know, there's there's a guy who is. The older guy, experienced, past his best, but can do a job when he's required to. There's the guy who's in his peak now, the guy who's going to be the number one for the undisputed foreseeable future, and the guy who they're slowly going to hopefully groom to be number one in the next, I don't know, uh, ten six years, years maybe, or yeah. maybe six years, or you know, God forbid, something terrible happens to Pickford and he's out for a long spell. Mm-hmm. A guy who they feel they can kind of put in at the deep end and he will do okay, because mm-hmm. I agree. With what Edwards and what you said, I, I, Stetland Bear can do a job for a game, but if you told me right now Pickford was gone for a month or two months, I don't like the idea of putting Stetland Bear in goal for a long stretch of time. So I agree. I, I'm quite, I'm quite, I am relieved that we have got a fair option. For uh, Edward, I'll make it quick. The only thing I don't like is the fact that he's younger than me. <laughs> it makes me feel old. I didn't know they made people younger than you, Edward. This is uh-huh. putting me out. <laughs> um, <laughs> indeed. Uh, so, uh, let's, uh, Edward, follow this up with Lucas Dina. Uh, left oh. back from Barcelona. Um, yeah. Very, very happy. Very young player. Like, the only clubs he's played at have been Champions League clubs. But the best thing I have to say is his remarks after the tattoo. Yeah. And all the fact like that that is just yeah. one of the best things. Yeah, I've Google ever that, heard. people, if you haven't. If you haven't, it's just kind of kind of cool. Oh, it's a treat. I, I thought it was. It's weird. I thought that was very savvy. What he said. Yeah. That. I think. I, you know, it, it would. I'm not bothered about people asking him stuff like, "Oh, can you say? Can you say? Well, do you know what this means in scouts? Do you know what that means in scouts?" I don't think he said that to just kind of endear himself to fans. I think he said that because he genuinely means it. No, I could have gone there and I didn't. I think so. <laughs> I think that, that was a mark that came from the heart. It wasn't just him paying lip service. Paul, do you like the signing? Of Dinya? Or Dean, as he said he should be called. Is yeah, it Dean? I, I like it. But that's what he said, yeah. Really? He pronounces it Dean. Lucas Dean is how he pronounces it. Yeah, I like the signing. As we've said, Leighton Baines is 
a guy who is by no means on his last legs. He, it's I still think that left back position is dangerous to lose, but he's not going to be. It's not going to be his forever. I'm really, really happy that we've got a left back who has played at big clubs, has big game experience. And as you said, looks like he's happy to be here and make the spot his own because mm-hmm. we haven't had any competition for Baines in how many years? I mean, Brian Oviedo had that little spell for six months. But other than that, Baines has just had that left-back spot to himself for the best part of a decade with no competition. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy that, you know, Baines is a professional, but I really like the fact that Baines knows that he's got to look over his shoulder now and know if I don't perform, I'm out this team. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. And I really like the fact that Dinya looks like he is raring to go to make that spot his own. Oh yeah, Max. Definitely, exactly the same as what Paul said there. You know, he seems, he seems motivated, and that's a huge, huge thing to me. Um, coming from the level that he has, obviously his career did stagnate a little bit at Barcelona, but to have him so eager and an- anticipant as to join an Everton, whereas the likes of Jerry Vina did take a bit of persuading and a bit of a um, pull factor to to and the and the deal dragged on. So I, I'm delighted with it. Um, yeah, I don't see a lot of negatives to this signing. You know, he's come in, he came in and played like left wing, you know, when we needed him to last game. Uh, and he just, he slotted right in, worked hard. Uh, I like him. Seems like a good personality. He's a player who can play now. He can play now. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. You know, it's not, cool. we're not going to have to wait a year for him to get his touch or going to get the feel. But no, he's good now. And that's awesome. I didn't know he, he would be. That's yeah, um, Max. What do you think about Bernard, free agent from uh, Shakhtar Donetsk? I'm excited. I think it's a really smart piece of business. Um, it's a, a player that's gone considerably under people's radars. He, you know, he had a lot of hype about him back in around 2013, 2014. But he stayed loyal to Shakhtar. He, he had his problems at Shakhtar, and the fact that we've managed to get him on a free agent um, is a brilliant bit of business by the club you know you look at the likes of Fred at Shakhtar who's going for upwards of 50 million and the fact that we managed to to grab him and he's mm. unproven in Europe and again similar to Richardson can be one of these players that could take the lead by storm oh yeah mm. Edward yeah very happy very very happy looks like he's raring to go ready to go and I think he's going to be a real standout. The only problem I have is the fact that nobody else came in for him until later on. That's the only problem I've got. But it's it's sort of like it is the pull factor of brands and silver working as well. Paul? Um, I'm happy with him. He's, he is a big name. And, it, you know, it's the type of sign that will get people excited. But as Edward says, you know, it didn't seem like he had an awful lot of suitors. Now, maybe that's just because his demands were too high. I don't know. But I'm, with this signing, I'm just... I'm trying to kind of just keep a bit of a level head. I'm not expecting miracles straight away. One thing that does concern me, he's very, very short. He's like five for three, five for four. I'm not saying a player of that size can't make it in the Premier League, but I think there's going to be a very long adjusting period. You know, he's going mm-hmm. to come into the team off the back of not playing since March, and he is going to get bashed about. He is going to have to get used to the pace. He is going to have to find a settled position because I know he can play all along the front three. He is going to have to find a place on the pitch where what suits him in this league so yeah. I'm happy with the signing but I don't think people should be expecting any miracles from him just yet I, I think there are other players we sh- can expect more from this season at least good depth it's good depth I think yeah yeah. remember we were talking uh, like either last week or the week before I was talking about how we have nobody who can come off the bench and immediately be a game mm. changer mm-hmm. this guy can be 
or he can slot in so. to the starting lineup and have somebody else come in and be that game changer who is already in the starting yeah. lineup. I love the signing, especially since he can slot in not just at one of the wings, but also in the center if he needs to in terms of like a number 10. Um, he can do a mm-hmm. lot. I I like it. His size is a concern. You're right. It's the most physical league in the world. Well, to be fair, actually, David Silver isn't actually much taller than him either. And look how he's doing. You know what's funny? Yeah, That's but... the same example I used in my brain. That's <laughs> David yeah. Silver. He's, yeah, he's the short example, David, you know. <laughs> David, Sil- David Silver's a freak. There, there ain't too many David Silvers. If we've got one, great. But, you know, I mean, David Silver's yeah. David Silver. So, um, so really quick, guys. Yeri Mina... And Andre Gomez, both coming in from Barcelona, one on loan. Gomez, with uh, who is actually injured right now, he's got a hamstring issue, but uh, I believe he'll be produ- providing some uh, competition for Schneiderlin. And Yeri Mina, we bought him. I'm assuming there's a like a sixty, somewhere around sixty million dollar uh, buyout yeah, clause, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is how we got him. I think. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, these are signings. Again, I like these signings a lot. Um, yeah, what do you uh, what do you think, Paul? Again, just squad depth, isn't it? I mean, it took long enough with Mina, but he's here now. There's no point harping on about how long it took. He's. I'd like to see him in the team sooner rather than later. He is going to have to take a while to get fit, but I I really like to see if him and Michael Keane or him and Zuma can develop a partnership. Yeah. Hopefully we see that sooner rather than later because I think he's got a lot of qualities that would contrast well with the likes of Michael Keane. Um, Andre Gomez, um, he's one of these names. He was a big, big name a couple of years ago. He was, had a lot of clubs after him. He got the big move to Barcelona, and it's not quite worked out. But, you know, just because it doesn't work out at Barcelona it doesn't make you a bad player. And maybe this is just exactly what his career needed, a, a shot in the arm, go to a club that's hungry and on its way up, not a club that's already at the top, come, come to a club that's, all, that's looking to get to the top. Maybe this will be a move that suits him, and if he can get Schneiderlin out the team when he's fit, then that makes me happy because I'm not a Schneiderlin fan. Well, let's go to Schneiderlin super fan, you know. <laughs> Number one, Max, who, you know, calls Schneiderlin on speed dial every night. What do you what do you got, Max? What do you think about these signings? When I, when I think about Andre Gomez, I do think of, obviously, that kind of Morgan Schneiderlin frame of a player, but I think he's just got a lot more forward emphasis to his game. You know, he's a lot more forward thinking and he likes to drive forward with the ball a lot more. Um, what I will say is when I, when I was in Barcelona, I, I went and had the, the tour of the ground. When we were in the changing rooms, um, it's, you know, obviously uh, Suarez is locker, Coutinho's locker, Messi's locker. And next to Messi is Andre Gomez and he got the piss took out of him for having his locker next to Messi. So he became a bit of a joke of a player there, which makes me think, hmm... Maybe his confidence is a bit low coming in. Obviously, he knew himself that it wasn't working out at Barcelona. Yeah. But, you know, for the double addition, I'm sure him and Mina will both use each other to settle him well. And just on Mina, I've been a bit big fan of his since he moved to Barcelona. And he's World Cup hero for Colombia. And I think it's an absolutely fantastic sign. Uh, Edward, have you commented mm-hmm. on these yet? I don't believe you have. Very, 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 very happy with both of them coming. And I think Yerry Mina, as soon as we got Yerry Mina linked with us, I was just like ecstatic and I really wanted him at the club. Uh, Andre Gomez is one of those ball playing sentimental. He is, that's the thing, like with all these players that we bought in, they've all fitted into places we've actually needed. That's the thing we've yep. desperately needed to look into. And I just love the fact that someone put up a tweet the other day, which was brilliant, saying, I'd rather be Barcelona B than Southampton A. Yeah. I thought that was, that was just 
best thing ever. Um, so uh, my kid plays in a Hispanic league with a, a lot of Spanish-speaking folks, all right? I mean, he's six. And so we're, we're, you know, we speak English, and I speak a little bit of Spanish. So we were there, and we heard a lot of people speaking Spanish around us. We're waiting for my kid's game to start. It's an indoor game because it's super hot here right now. Mm. And my wife heard this, overheard this. I didn't. But she heard somebody go, Yerimina Everton, like that. She heard that, and she, she looked at me and, you know, punched her in the shoulder. She's like, you hear that? I'm like, no. And so – Basically, I don't. I, I'm not sure if these folks were from Colombia, but and by the way, yeah, top tapping into the Colombian market. Yeah. and by the way, it is Jerry. I found out it is Jerry. My Colombian friend nice. told me that. I thought Jerry Mina was Brazilian. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh, the gravy man. Yeah, old Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was psyched to find out it's Jerry. My Colombian friend told me that. And I was like, yes, another sort of Jerry. Uh, <laughs> but I love these signings. They're great. Um, big fan of both. They're, they fill holes that I thought we had in our squad. Um, yeah, I, I, the, the, the optimism got taken a little bit out of Mina. But having heard what Bron said today about the fact that we were waiting yeah. on... yeah. We had put out a, a yeah, and it was partly a big part was us waiting and not other clubs coming in for him apparently. So yeah, I I'm I'm optimistic about this now, and he's going to be in training tomorrow. Hey, hey. Wednesday. Nice. <coughs> oh no, not Wednesday. That's Thursday, right? Yeah. Thursday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, and uh, lastly, Kurt Zuma. Uh, I was going to be angry if this didn't come through because I was so optimistic about it. Uh, I think it's fantastic depth. Uh, yeah, another quality big center back who's got some speed can play that high line if necessary. Uh, Edward, do you like this? Very, very happy with it. Very happy with it. I just want to the, – there's no buyback option in it, so I'm a bit annoyed at that. That's the only part I'm unhappy about. But I think he's just going to be a quality addition. And even if he doesn't get in the starting lineup, like say Keane has a complete – brilliance of a season and he doesn't get in at least we've still got a quality centre-back option to come in in case one of them has to go out right on uh max what do you got it, bringing in a centre-back partnership I, I think again it just speaks highly of the, the business that we've managed to pull off you know we were in a bit of bit of a state of crisis mm-hmm. about <laughs> our defensive situation and that deadline day has just sorted it all out completely and um, just on the fact that it's alone, I think I'd probably put him in, in the team ahead of Keane and ahead of Holgate just to get our worth out of him. Uh, oh, yeah, so, Paul, finish up, finish this up on yeah, Zoom. Um, I'm not gonna, I didn't watch a lot of him last season. I know he played a lot of games for Stoke, but who likes watching Stoke if you don't support Stoke? But uh, again, it's just it's great squad depth, isn't it? We know uh, if as one centre half's having a particularly bad time. We've got two or three other centre-halves who we can choose from to replace him. Whereas last season, it just seemed like Ashton Williams and Michael Keane, no matter how badly they played, they were going to be in the team. At least one of them was going to be because there was just no other option to replace them. Holgate was was injured or Janielka was injured or it was we just it was either that or pick a kid. And we weren't going to pick a kid, were we? So I just like the idea that um, they're all so interchangeable. We can, just, we can play them together, see who works with who, see what partnerships can develop. 
and obviously there can't be room for everyone and if there isn't room for a zoomer at the end of the season we can just send him back or if there's not room for a Holgate at the end of the season we could probably find someone willing to pay a lot of money for Holgate or Keane alternatively or or yeah so yeah great to have these options and I hope we see Kertuma, Yerimina, Lucas Dinier, Gomez I hope we see them all sooner rather than later so yeah. gentlemen quickly favorite signing out of the out of the I guess that's seven I mentioned your favorite signing Paul go um Richarlison Edward uh I'm gonna say Mina Max, what do you got? Mina. And I'm going to say Richarlison. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact the fact that all these are saying about how they wanted to come in because Silver, mm-hmm. because of Marco Silva, is, speaks quite quite, oh, quite yeah. big volumes of Marco Silva himself. Um, yeah. So, gentlemen, that does it for our transfer window roundup. If you are digging the videos, please subscribe. If you're one of the over 1,000 people who have subscribed to us, thank you. And you are awesome. And you've made us feel all fuzzy inside. It's wonderful. Uh, if uh, if you want to get more Max, check out uh, Max's uh, analysis on the Toffee Blues website. Uh, he's also popping up, was it, on the Canary and Blue podcast recently? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Max is, yeah, Max is everywhere, boy, now. He's everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. Check out uh, Paul on the uh, Liverpool Echo uh, fan jury. He's got some pieces coming out soon now that the season has started. Uh, that'll be a thing for him. And Edward has his own channel, Jam E. James. Details are below. Bye. Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. Uh, I'm uh, I'm Jerry. I'm here with Max, Paul, and Edward. They're arranged in some fashion around me here. Uh, we've got some season predictions. Yes, there's been a game already, so it's a little unfair. A lot unfair, because this is probably going to alter, that one game is probably going to alter some of our picks. So, top goal scorer for Everton this season. Let's start with Paul, because I think he was had the last word on the last thing. Top goal scorer? Um, Richarlison. I'm going to go for Richarlison. I think he could. I am also. I, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I, I really. Think, hopefully, if he carries on at the pace that he started at, and at the pace that he started for Watford last season, if he doesn't have the drop off, I can see him getting mm-hmm. a dozen goals easy. Gotcha. Um, Max, your top goal scorer. I, I'll save Richardson myself after that first game, and I'm, I'm hoping Toten has some sort of Yelovic type spell where he yeah. starts bagging braces every other game, but. Until that time comes, I'm just going to say with Charleston. Mm-hmm. Edward? Yeah, Mina. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, no, although, to be fair, actually, I think Yerry Mina will be at the top scoring centre-back. But anyway, uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to go out on a bit of a different one here and say Sigurdsson. All right. Not a bad pick. Not the pick I'm going to make, though, with Charleston. Mm. Uh, would we all would we have three people picking Richarlison if he hadn't scored two goals in the last game? No. Not sure, but we can't help it. <laughs> this is when we're making the picks. And sorry, we'd be sort of silly if we didn't pick Richarlison right now. No offense, Edward, for Yerry Mina. Oh, no, never mind. Sigurdsson. 
<laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, Sigurdsson from his uh, from the set pieces, which is yep. why his set pieces right here, Edward. I'm going to say he's going to have the most assists for us this season because of Yuri Mina. Exactly what you just said. I think we're going to ha- put in some uh, big guys in the middle, and I think Siggy's going to get some decent uh, decent assists. He's my pick for most assists. Um, yeah, it's just worth uh, po- just worth pointing out that. I think with a lot of the pace we've got up front this season, we're going to get a lot of set pieces and a fair few penalties. And if Baines Ooh. is out the team by November, Ooh. December, I can't think of, think of anyone in our team other than Sigurdsson that want to take our penalties. So I, I think he's going to score quite a few set pieces this season. So I don't think, I think that's a very good thing. Did we see how many times Richarlison got fouled yep. last game? Yeah. It was ridiculous. So there's a reason why he was the most fouled player in the Premier League last season. Okay, And we do have some quick other players on the squad. So that's a really good point. Um, so most assists, uh, Edward, who's your pick? Uh, I shall say. Sigurdsson. Yeah. Sigurdsson. All right. Max, what do you got? I'm going to go for one a bit left field. I'm going to, you know, looking at the role he plays against Wolves, I'm going to say Tosin because he looked like he was dropping deep a lot more and getting a bit more involved with interlinking with the play. You know, he, he set he set Richardson up for that second goal. Um, mm-hmm. Probably not going to happen. But that, I'd, 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 I'd love to see him have some some a, a good season stats-wise. You might have over- overthought it, but I still think it's a really smart pick. You know what I mean? Mm. It's one of those where it's an unusual pick, but I think it's founded on some evidence. Yeah. It's smart. Yeah. Uh, what do you got, Paul? For most assists, I'm yes. going to go with Charleston again. I Ooh. think he's going to be—he's going to be at the forefront of a lot of our play that we do. Uh, I can see him top scoring. I can see him getting again up to eight, nine assists, easy, providing he stays fully fit and. They don't let it opposition teams just kick the lumps out of him. So I think yeah. I think he's going to be an absolute whaley. I really do. Player of the year, Edward. Who's your player of the year this season? Who's going to be? Uh, I will say I'll go for him because I've not said him already. Richarlison. I think he'll just be the guy that will. He's going to. He'll be that imperative cog in the well-oiled machine of Everton. Mm. All right. Um, Paul, um, yeah, player of the season overall, it, it'll, it'll have to be Richarlison if I'm picking him to get the most goals and most assists. So it'll <laughs> be him. But w- one player who I will mention, who I think will have a very, very good season and will get everyone talking about him, I'd like to think it's going to be Andre Gomez. So mm-hmm. I really, I really think there is a great player there. I really think he just, <clears> you know, things didn't work out at Barca. This happens. How 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 often does this happen where players reach what they think is the pinnacle? It kind of plateaus them a little bit. They don't kind of hit the ground running. Then they drop down a level, not too far, but just down a level. And they feel at home. They feel welcome. And they just switch it back on again and remind everyone of yeah. why they why he got that move to Barcelona in the first place. So I think Adrian Gomez is going to be in for a big season, providing he can get fit and stay fully fit and get into the team relatively quickly. Right. Yeah. My player of the year is also Richarlison for the same reasons you guys said. Max, who's your player of the year? I'm going to stick with me trend of alternative picks. I'm going to go for Adrissa Garner-Gay because Ooh, I think he's imperative yeah. to our defensive side of the game, the way we break play up in midfield. And he proved that he's really improving in terms of distributing it for going forward. And I think if he delivers those type of performances consistently, like we know he's capable of doing, I think it's time he got, got a bit of notice for just how good of a player he is. 
I think you're pretty safe saying either Pickford or Ghana because of their consistency and their, you know, the the fact that they're defensive stalwarts. The problem with picking an offensive player who gets fouled a lot is the potential for injuries. Yeah. Because um, he's constantly moving forward. I mean, heck, he he, he cramped up last last match already. You know. Um, yeah. I'm still making the same pick, but again, that's a that's still a smart pick, Max. Um, young player of the year, I'm saying Richarlison again because he's 21. Mm. You know, mm. um, so uh, Max, who's your young player of the year? Um, but yeah, I, I think you're gonna have to say Richarlison. Really, it's a bit like that double catch with Jordan Pickford, isn't it? If he if he has a really good season, he's gonna end up scooping with both awards. Yeah. So yeah. you know. Fingers crossed, he has one of those type of seasons. Um, Paul, young player of the year. Again, if he's only 21, it's going to have to be Richarlison, but I'll do what I've done a minute ago. I'll just give a guy an honorable mention, I think, maybe Holgate. will impress mm-hmm. a lot of people. I think this yeah. could be the season where Holgate comes into his own. He's going to have to, with all the competition mm-hmm. he's got. He's got uh, Keane there, he's got Mina there, he's got Zuma there. If he wants to stay at Everton Football Club long term, and be the answer long term, then he is going to have to really impress people this season. And I think he's up to the challenge. So I think Holgate is going to have a really, really good season, provided he gets the chances. Um, yeah, I thought Holgate slotted in nicely last match when he came in for uh, you know to help the D out after Jags went out. Um, yeah, uh, Edward, Young Player of the Year. I think if he fits the criteria, I'll go for an alter. I'll go for an alternative one. I'll say Mina. Mm. Because I th- I think he can I think he can um, like he's just young enough but I think Mina's gonna probably get a lot of, get a lot of critics but he'll he'll uh, answer a lot of critics and I think he'll be the key to a good defense this year at least. I'm so excited for that guy to come in <laughs> for that guy to get back in shape yeah. Uh, so surprise player Paul who's your surprise player of this season? A player who'll do really well. No, a, a player who you don't really didn't really expect much from this season, uh, but you think there's maybe they're going to do better than you thought. One that I've not mentioned already. Um... It, it's just you could have mentioned him. It's just somebody you you know. You're like, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mentioned I, I think Gomez and Holgate are in for really good times mm-hmm. if they can get fit. But another guy I'll throw in who thinks we have mentioned is I think if he can get his act together, Lockman. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not happy with the stuff I'm reading right now, but I think if Lutman can just get his head screwed back on, get his head down, and start working, there's so much talent there with Lutman. I, I really want Lutman to just put this whole episode to bed and just concentrate on playing for Everton Football Club again. And again, if he if he can just get get himself sorted out and get get himself on the pitch playing, or prove that he's worthy of being on the pitch playing, I think we'll see some great things off Lutman. Yeah, um, Edward. I'm going to say uh, Keane, mainly because of the fact of, like I said, he's got, I think as well in the Wolves game, a lot of the fans were saying he's got to step up, step up now. He did under the pressure. So I think this season, this season will make or break him. And I think as well, an honourable mention will be Davies as well. I think Davies is going to turn up this season as well. Right on. Max, surprise players. My man Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think he's going to restore his reputation that he lost last season. You know, I feel like the Boo Boys can just shut up and watch him put in some absolutely brilliant performances. We saw well, it against. That's me, Paul. 
and <laughs> I feel like it's just going to be a consistent theme. Now, there's a manager there that he wants to work for. Um, just on what Paul said as well about uh, Luckman, unfortunately, as much as I'd love to see that happen with Luckman, I, I just really can't. And I think we've just got to take it on the chin. And uh, I said Keane and Schneiderlin as well. These are players, I think, have already played better than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> They've already surprised me with one Schneidlin, match. Schneidlin sweated more in that one game than he did in 38 last season. So that's a start. Yeah. All right, so lastly, let's finish this up. Uh, table prediction. Max, where are we finishing in the table this season? Seventh. Seventh. So consolidate right. it and go from there. All right, seventh for Max. Edward. Sixth. I think United. I think United's going to be the one to drop out, and I reckon we'll take their place. All right. So, Paul. I agree with Edward sixth, but I think it will be Arsenal who we jump ahead of because, you know, it's a it's a season of transition. They've got a lot of players there who are have massive question marks over them. They've, they've signed a lot of players, but a lot of these players have no idea how they're going to handle this league. We've got a lot of their older players who are already there. We've got no idea how they're going to react to Emery's methods. I just think this is a season where it could go even. It could go, go very, very badly for Arsenal. Ooh, so imagine I, I Arsenal fan TV. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying I'm literally saying a very a lot of the similar stuff. I also uh, was kind of skeptical about Arsenal. Uh, however, I'm trying to catch myself because last the last match they were playing City. So, yeah. Then City is yeah. looking. Yeah, I don't want to play. That. White Hart, but. Uh, thing but yeah. thing, like I said, thing we're pointing out at Arsenal is I just think they are more so than Chelsea, who've got a new manager as well. I just think they are going to get really caught between philosophies. There's so many players who were there who were so used to doing things one way who are now being asked to do something a completely different way. And there's a lot of new players in there who sign a lot of places where I just don't think really know where they're going to fit into the team. So I, I really, I'd be very, very shocked if Arsenal have a strong season. I think they're there to be caught and wiped out. I was actually worried about that for us, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, sure, same, same things, same criticisms apply, but I think that the difference between us and Arsenal is is that we've just had a really, really terrible season and still hmm. got managed to get in the top eight fairly comfortably. So, All right, so, uh, so that is it for our season predictions for the 1819 uh, season. Uh, thanks. Thanks to everybody. Because apparently there's some people out there digging what we do. Just hit 1,000 subs. Actually hurtling toward uh, 1,100 now, which is kind of rocking. So thank you for that. Thank you. Um, it, there, you can see these guys in other places too. Uh, Paul's got some work that he does for the Liverpool Echo fan jury, so check uh, check some of the stuff that he uh, he writes out there. Uh, Edward's got his own uh, YouTube channel, Jam E James. Details are below. Check that out. And uh, oh yeah, you know what? Also, Paul writes for the uh, uh, the, the Toffee, Toffee Blues, Blues website, as does Max. So Ooh, check, nice check their analysis out there. And uh, Max is on uh, the Canarian Blue podcast recently. So yeah, and that's it. So uh, bye. Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. I have uh, Edward, Paul, and Max here, arranged in some some kind of way. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, the upcoming Southampton match coming up this Saturday. 
So it's a preview. That's what Ooh. it is. Um, so they've played one match. They drew with it. Drew one, nil-nil with Burnley. Uh, pretty even match. Uh, so Max has already done an opposition view on mm-hmm. uh, with Southampton. So Max, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, Southampton, and then uh, we'll talk about their possible danger men? Well, if you cast your minds back to last season, you know our last home game of last season was Southampton, <laughs> and you know if you've got if you've got a memory that saves you right, they battled us that game. They got a man sent off in the last five minutes, and we were really fortunate, Tom Davies, in the last minute to to peg them back one and, and grab the draw. It was um, it, it shook Southampton because they really needed the result, and it made they had a midweek clash against Swansea, which was kind of you know. The winner gets themselves clear and free of any kind of relegation worries. Obviously, they went on to win that. And what I, what I found quite interesting with Southampton over the summer is they made the decision to stick with Mark Hughes. Obviously, they brought him in in a similar situation in which we brought Allardyce in. And those types of managers get tarred with the same brush. You know, Allardyce, Hughes, Pulis, Pardew. You know the type of managers that I'm talking about. And but. Having said that, I think they've had quite a good summer. Um, they got rid of Dusan Tadic and they brought in numbers, but numbers in quality. Stuart Armstrong from Celtic. They've got a lad who played in the in the Champions League for Baal. Brought in Danny Ings as well from Liverpool, which is a bit of a um, bit of a weird transfer to loan to a permanent. But uh, oh, I haven't mentioned Yannick Vestergaard as well. Who, if you're familiar with German football, he's an absolute beast. I think he's something like six foot seven at the back and wins everything so I, I think they've done a re- had a really good summer and um, of course first home game for Everton this season I'm sure everyone's looking forward to the game um, so uh, probable starters are looking at McCarthy Hote uh, Vestergaard Stevens Bertrand Lamina Romeo uh, Cedric Suarez uh, Redmond Armstrong and then probably you know Charlie Austin or Ings you might see Gabbiadini who knows um Dangerman, I know immediately I look at that lineup and I think Redmond, just because he is yeah. a live wire. Uh, Ward Prowse is somebody who can put a legitimate set piece. You know, yeah. he can plays a really good ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's just a lot of spots where I point to that and I think, you know, that's a concern. Edward, where are your concerns? Do you think? Um, I think really it's going to be because obviously, like I saw both fixtures last season and like the thing that really really got us when we went there was with um, the aerial ball and I think if Austin does play he's going to be the main target and the main danger for us especially if Keane isn't on his game because uh, like you, like we've been saying one mistake and it, it's complete mare for their defence so I think we need to be on our game and especially needing of some good centre-backs because if Austin plays, they've, they're just going to be swinging in balls left, right and centre, especially with War Prowse in as well. Um, Max, I'll, or, or, uh, Edward, I'll go ahead and reiterate, I literally wrote Austin in the air because <laughs> I remembered last season and I thought about the fact that, you know, those those balls that Keane just team, tends to kind of lose track of the players that are in his area um, may not always be his fault, but he just happens to be the one who's almost closest to the player, I feel like, almost every time. Um, so, yeah, uh, Max, your biggest concern? 
Um, I don't think Southampton have quite got the the star power that they that they have had in recent years. Obviously, you know a lot of those players have kind of jumped off and went to Liverpool. Um, pretty much the players that you listed: Jerry Redmond, Ward Prowse. They're capable of causing damage, but I don't think they are players that will, you know, be decisive in, in single moments that have changed the game. I know for certain Southampton fans aren't confident coming into this. They haven't won a Goodison in a very long time. And this is really our occasion for the taking. Um, it, it, right time, right place to kick off the campaign and keep up with the good home form. Paul, you have any uh, concerns or worries about this? Um, yeah, one, one or two. I mean, as we've mentioned players like Charlie Austin, but when he's fully fit and he can get him service, then he, he is good for a goal. Ings has scored at Goodison Park before. I think hmm. The only goal he ever scored for Liverpool was against us. And if he starts or he gets a certain amount of minutes, you know he'll be fired up. So want him to prove to Southampton that, you know, what they've bought and getting him. Redmond is a player who gets talked about a lot, but looking at stats the other day that I read, he only scored one goal all of last season. Hmm. Wasn't played. that against us? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. that? Yeah. Was yeah. that yeah. down there? Oh, isn't that Everton that, isn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got, he, he scored one goal all that season, so maybe, as Edward says, he's due his goal again. But yeah, Redmond's a player of pace, but um, hopefully, you know, with our, with our new looks back for, we'll be okay with it. I mean, I can see Zuma coming in, obviously, you know, Jags is banned, but I can see him throwing Zuma in over Holgate. So uh, hopefully we'll be okay at the back. I, I'm I'm not going to lie. I would be very disappointed if we don't win this comfortably. I, I can see us bowling these over. Or we should bowl these over because these are not a great team. They've strengthened a little bit in the summer, but this is a team who've got a manager who I don't rate at all. I think he'll be gone by Christmas. I really, I'm really, really confident going into this. And if we don't win this and we don't win it comfortably, then I I think everyone will come back, a bit back down to earth a little bit after last week. So I really I could see us winning this. I could see us putting quite a few goals past them as well, and I will be very very annoyed if they score a goal past us, particularly if it's an avoidable goal. So mm-hmm. I really don't think there's anything to fear from the Southampton team. I just I really don't. Vault this if I'm wrong, but I, I I'm really really confident here. It's interesting. I I'm, I'm not as concerned about Hughes as a manager, which kind of yeah, I feel like it takes a little bit of the sting. But when I look at this lineup, I think there's talent there. You know, I mean, they've got a center mid combination with Lamina and Romeo. That's a that's a those are solid center mids. And then the thing that I look at when I look at this, Bertrand on one and Suarez on the other. That's some speed yeah. on the wings. And Baines, you know, for everything that he is, and believe me, he's like my favorite Everton player. He's not super fast. So I I do worry about them coming in on the flanks coming in and being able to beat our guys with speed. Uh, but I agree with you, Paul. I think we're going to win this. You know, I do. Um, I mean, fra- fra- my prediction for this is a 2-0 Everton win. That's my prediction. Um, so, uh, Max, your prediction? Two on the Blues. All right. Uh, Paul? 3-0. I was I was waiting for Paul to go six. <laughs> We're putting no, six. I, 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 I can see it being I can see it being three nil. If they if we don't keep a clean sheet against them, then I really think 
then the defenders who are, who are playing will have a lot to answer for, whether that's Baines, whether that's Keane, whether that's Holgate, Zuma. This this is a game we, we really, really should be keeping a clean sheet in. So yeah. I, I could see if I could see a comfortable 3 0. Edward, prediction? Joe, you know, I think I think we're gonna have a first on the top of blues where my head and my heart are the same thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say three uh, 0 I re- I genuinely reckon we can get some damage on this, especially if they play the likes of these shoddy, in a sense, defenders and that. I know Vestergaard is quite the beast, but Richarlison running rings around him, I can actually see happening. So, yeah. So uh, that that's it for our Southampton preview. Uh, we're all seeing a win, which doesn't happen often. Positivity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a new era. Oh my God, what's that? Yeah. Fingers crossed we're still feeling that way after Saturday. Um, so uh, if you're uh, if you're digging the videos, please subscribe. Thank you very much. We have just surpassed 1,000 subs. So now we're chugging along toward 1,100. Uh, thank you. Sincerest thanks to you. We, we, we just really appreciate it. Um, yeah. I, I, I literally can't say thanks enough. Uh, so if you want to see, uh, see these gentlemen... Uh, uh, in other locations other than here. Uh, Edward's got his own channel, Jam E. James. Details are below. It's everything Everton. Uh, Paul can uh, can be found uh, both on the Liverpool Echo Fan Jury but also on the Toffee Blues website. All right? Uh, he does analysis there, so you can check out his pieces as well as Max. Max has a lot of, uh, a lot of, lot of analysis on the Toffee Blues website, and he was just on not only Talk Sport but also the Canary and Blue podcast. So, yeah, these guys, yeah, they work. And that's it. So, bye. Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I am Jerry. With me today, I have Paul, I have Edward, I have Max. Yeah, there's a gang here. Uh, so we're going to, this is our starting 11. Let's start with, uh, Edward because we haven't started with Edward past couple segments. Ooh. Edward, what do you got? Ooh. Who are your starters? Honest, uh, I'm going to say, obviously I think goalkeeper we're all going to agree on. It's definitely going to be Stecklenburg. I'm yeah, um, yeah, obviously Pickford, um, Pullman. I'm going to say Keane. I think Keane deserves another chance and I put him in. I would say if he can. I would say Mina. If not, then I'm going to say Zuma. Uh, left back, I'll say Baines. Uh, CDM, I'm going to say Gay. I'm actually, I'm going to say Schneiderlin as well. Um, I'm going to say Sigurdsson, Walcott, Richarlison, and Tosin as well. Okay, so there are a little bit of differences. Interesting. Max, your starters. Pickford. Coleman, obviously with, with Mina not being in training until tomorrow, I'm not quite sure he's going to make the start at 11 for Saturday. So I'll go for Keane and Zuma at centre-half. Baines keeps his place after playing really well last Saturday. Walcott on the right, Richardson on the left, Gilfie and Tosin just in front. All right. Paul, who you got? Pickford in goal, Coleman at right back. Keane and next to Keane, I think he. I would like to see Zuma, but I think he's going to go with Holgate. Ooh. Personally, Holgate played well in, in the week when he came on. Zuma, Mina, and the, the rest of them—they've only had a couple of days worth of training. I, I'd like it if he played, but I just don't think he'll risk it. I think he'll play it safe in that regard. So 
Um, I think it will be Keane and Holgate at centre-half. Baines at left-back. I think Baines played well enough to, to keep his place. I think everyone who played at Wolves played well enough to not to not be dropped. So, um, in the middle, it would be Schneiderlin and Gay again, with Sigurdsson in the number 10, Richarlison and Walcott on the wings, and Tucson up front. So, I believe we'll see the exact same team we saw pretty much in the second half against Wolves, just with the extra amount with Sigurdsson still on the pitch, obviously. Um, I am uh, in agreement with Paul. Pickford, Coleman, Holgate, Keane, Baines, Gay, Schneiderlin, Sigurdsson, Walcott, uh, Richarlison, and Tosin. I think the the question is, uh, I think Holgate deserves another shot. Yeah. I feel like he deserves to start after what he did, to slot in the way he did, and to look so strong. Um, and I actually think he – I mean, clearly Silva has some belief in him when he gives him that number. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that shift of number, I feel like that was an injection of confidence for him to basically say, hey, we're going to give you a, a number of importance. Yeah. You know, something that, that shows you matter. Uh, so – uh, Zuma for Holgate, I think, is the question that we all have. Mm, if if yeah. Zuma has had enough training, yeah. um, or if somehow Mina comes in and just looks like he's super in shape, uh, I I feel like because Mina was at the World Cup and he's he's been on a break, Zuma had less, didn't really have much of a w- World Cup to worry about. <laughs> no. So so uh, yeah, uh, but. So that's why I would say Zuma probably before Mina, but I, I think we'll we'll see uh, Dean. Dean, I'm trying to say it right, Lucas. Dean. I'm trying to do it right. I I think he'll be on the uh, the bench. Uh, I think we'll see. Uh, will we see Bernard on the bench? That's a question. See, I was just about to say. I think really the only place that Bernard will go into, I think, would be Walcott's, if anyone's, out of that entire team. That's my. That's my. We could have flipped Richarlison yeah, to the right. Yeah, obviously, you know, he, he did cramp up towards the end of the game there. And yeah. If, he, if he's still not lasting the 90, then he's, it's always a place he could come in. The thing yeah. is, with, with Bernard, I think he offers a kind of versatility in his play that he's a very, you know, obviously we've, we've mentioned the fact that he's small, that could, it could be a defect, or it could also be an advantage. You know, how, how good would it be to bring someone on last 15, 20 minutes of the game, small, quick feet, low centre of gravity, could win us stuff in and around the penalty box, and I think he's just got the potential of being a really good impact player. Yeah, um, I'd say there's also a potential something that I haven't mentioned yet. There, there's a slight chance that if Bernard were to come in, he would potentially come in for Tosin and slide Richarlison to the center. Yeah, I'd like you to know? see that. Give it a try. Give it a try if the game's going well enough and we can do that. I mean, I. I'd, don't think we'll see that if the game's very tight and we're drawing or maybe a goal to the good. Mm. But if it goes the way I hope it does, where we're two or three goals to the good and we're just passing it around very, very nicely, mm. I'd like to see that be given a try, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I I'll guess the real question well. is... Yeah, Walcott yeah. can do a job there. He can. Uh, I guess the real question is whether Bernard's even ready. He's. I don't know if he's in shape. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, he's his season... Was a I think it ended up I don't really March. know when it ended but if, yeah March. it was farther yeah. yeah it was further back uh, so he may not be ready um, so if that's the case our bench may look very similar except you throw Zuma in there I we may not see Nias on the bench if he's possibly going to Galatasaray mm. which I've heard there's a possibility of that happening so um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be that, I wouldn't be heartbroken but I don't see it. <laughs> 
that would uh, what Schneiderlin is to Max, Nias is to Edward. Yeah. So yeah. that may that may break his soul. Uh, so guys, I guess that's that's it for our starting eleven segment. I believe that um, me, Max, and Paul will all agree. I think we need to give a quick shout out to Jerry himself because he's just done absolutely. He's done an absolutely stunning job on uh, every single Toffee Blues video he's been in. And you know, in the early days of it, he was editing long and hard on these videos. So yeah, fair play to Jerry. Well, well done. When we were losing oh, in the worst season in recent memory. Yeah, so, exactly. When, hero. when no one really wants to talk. Oh, <laughs> now, now that stuff's going good. It's we're all happy to jump on. But Jerry's been doing the job, even in the dark oh. ages, dark times. So <laughs> the dark age. I, <laughs> I've I've been told I'm I'm not very good at accepting people say a nice thing so i'll just say thank you that's probably the best way to do that instead of downplaying myself which is what i normally do so thanks guys that's nice um so uh yeah so i guess that's it for uh for the big show uh pod pod people out there thank you very much for listening subscribe to the toffee blues podcast rate it if you can if you want to leave a leave a kind review we're not averse to this 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 makes us yeah it's good uh uh, also, uh, please subscribe to Toffee Blues YouTube, YouTube channel, which is a uh, you know just recently gone past a thousand. So thanks for that. Uh, yeah, good things on that. Um, it's a big. It's one of those milestones that you set for yourself when you start a YouTube channel. Hope to one day get to a thousand, and everybody's been really, really kind. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we were talking about that really early on in the game. So thank you. Um, so uh, you can catch these guys in other places. Uh, you can catch uh, Edward. He has his own YouTube channel as well. Jam E James just passed 600 subscribers. Check his uh, his channel out below. Details are down there. Check out uh, check out uh, Max. He's on the Toffee Blues uh, website. Uh, there's all kinds of analysis there. He's also on uh, the Canary and Blue podcast recently. So it's really cool. He's branching out. It's wonderful. Uh, and uh, and Paul, you can find him uh, his work on the Liverpool Echo fan jury, but also on the Toffee Blues website. Speaking of the Toffee Blues website, you should go there because there's all kinds of awesome Everton goodness there. So. Lots of work by some really talented people, so check that out, please. Uh, follow the Toffee Blues on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. For Edward. Yeah, thanks for watching. Adios. For Paul. Up the Blues. All right, and for Max. Toffee, take it easy. And for me. Thanks a lot, and bye.